It's now time to check the heat index in Tempe and catch up on the latest news concerning the ASU Sun Devils with Kevin McCabe and friends on The Fan AM 1060. Proudly presented by Peyton's Place on Val Vista and Queen Creek in Gilbert and Elliott and Kyrene in Tempe. 1024 on a Thursday. It is the Sun Devil Heat Index. Chance to catch up with the Sun Devils and an old friend of mine. It's called McCabe and Friends. Tim Healy, the voice of the Devils, kind enough to join us here on the program. Tim, how are you today? Hanging in there, Kevin. How you doing? I'm okay. Well, and let me ask you, you say that because I had Dan Zeiger on and talked with uh, Jeff Metcalf, the two beat writers for the papers. You're there. You're the voice of the Devils. And, and I talked to Al McCoy about this uh, a number of years. When, when the team is winning, you're the greatest broadcaster in the world. A six-game losing streak. How tough has it been for you? And, and you're close. This is your team. Has it been hard for you to, to get up for games just like the players do? Well, not hard to get up for the games, but it's, you know, to be honest, it makes the season a little less enjoyable. And I always have to qualify that, Kevin, because, uh, as you know, I mean, I, I'm thrilled to death with the sure. job I have. I know that I'm a lucky guy to, you know, broadcast Arizona State sports, to do three sports. I, I know that there's, a, you know, a healthy number of people that would probably give a bodily part to do what I do <laughs> free of charge, you know. So to... Uh, to uh, you know, it's hard for me to really get down on the job because I really like what I do. But having said that, the job is a little less fun when the team for which you're broadcasting is losing. Because as you said, you know, as an announcer, you can't help but bond with uh, the team, the program, the players, the coaches, the administrators, and you want to see them have success, and you want to be a part of a winner yourself. And uh, and especially when a season like this comes uh, just one year removed from a season like last year, which was exhilarating. You know, 10 wins. I mean, at this time last year, the Sun Devils were uh, in the BCS National Championship picture. And that just seems like uh, an eternity ago now with the, the struggles the team has had this year. And yet, the reality is is that this team, as, as bad as things have been lately, has a chance to win its last four games. If they do, they'll not only go to a bowl game, but they will finish Pac-10 play with an above 500 record if they could somehow uh, run the table from here. And they will be favored in their next two and probably their next three games uh, and if they were able to win those three, then uh, you go to the Arizona game with uh, a possible bull bit on the line. So uh, uh, all is not lost, even though this has been a rough season, no yeah. question. Get a little mo is all you need, and get a win. Clean up all the stink. It's a great deodorant. Talking with Tim Healy, the voice of the Devils. Now, you're at practice. You're doing pregame interviews, taping those kind of interviews. They're still college students, and they've got to go to class and see their friends, and they know, and they read, they read the blogs and the chat rooms and all that crap. What's their mood like? Are they able to circle the wagons and kind of separate themselves or or is their dauber down a little bit um my sense i mean you can't help but be down a little bit but all things considered given the fact that they've lost six in a row uh when i'm out of practice my sense is that they're pretty upbeat that they're pretty positive the last week coach erickson said he wanted the guys to start having fun you know yeah, uh, you yeah. know they're, they're really getting you know if you, and i think rudy is the best example of that i think rudy is a guy that you know when things are going bad kind of gives you the impression he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders and we forget at times that these guys are playing a game and games are supposed to be fun and i've noticed that there's been a lighter you know not that they're goofing around but just a lighter 
better, more upbeat mood at practice the last two weeks. And I think, uh, Kevin, they have to be energized by the way they played at Oregon State. Even though it was a loss, uh, the fact is the Beavers are a pretty darn good team. They're tough to play in their place, and the Sun Devils darn near got them last week and played with a lot of effort and a lot of intensity. Uh, and, you know, obviously they've got things to clean up, like the ability to turn red zone trips into touchdowns and not field goals, and, you know, the ability to avoid uh, false start penalties uh, uh, killed them last week in Corvallis. But I think overall they have to be energized by the way they played. And, and my feeling is if they play uh, the next four games to the caliber that they played against Oregon State, I think they've got a good chance to win all four. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, so I think they. I think that, as Sean Dewitty told me the other night at practice, he thinks that the team got a little bit of its mojo back in that Oregon State game, despite the loss. But with the with the quality of the way they played, and now they got to take it up to rainy Seattle against uh, obviously one of the worst college football teams we've ever seen. But that game kind of scares me. You know, well, you I just, do. Me too. Me you know, too. you just never know. Uh, what's going to happen, and my gosh, you do not want to be the team that Washington gets for its first win. Uh, so it's kind of a weird dynamic, in my opinion, with this game, because, uh, you know, Washington, you don't know what kind of frame of mind those guys are going to be in. They know that Tyrone Willingham's gone at the end of the year. You don't know what kind of intensity they're going to play with. But then on the other hand, I think Washington kids have got to be figuring, well, geez, if we're going to get a win this year, maybe this is the team we're going to beat. Arizona State's not doing so hot either. Yeah. So. So uh, it's going to be a real interesting dynamic Saturday. And I think the early part of the game is going to tell a lot of the tale. If the Sun Devils, uh, a couple of players told me this week, if we can come out and hit them in the mouth early, you know, maybe they'll, you know, the knees will buckle and they'll just, uh, you know, give in. But uh, if they hang in the game early, then it could be a rough evening. Yeah, those kids sit around just like the NFL players do. Okay, we could probably win that game and this game. And then, and they'll see, oh, okay, Arizona State, yeah, we could. So they do, even though a lot of people have said that team has quit and obviously they're coaches on their way out. You mentioned you talked to Sean DeWitty. A star is reborn. It was so nice to see a running game. It helps when a team has a running game. It was obvious in Oregon State. What was what was the key? Why was he able to break free? And and where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Is what, where, have you gone, <laughs> yeah. where have you gone, Sean DeWitty? A nation turns its lonely <laughs> eyes to you. Huh? Thank, uh, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Uh, I'll, I'll expect your payment after the show. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, Sean credits the offensive line, the much maligned Sun Devil offensive line um, with uh, creating some uh, good holes for him to run through. And uh, he showed some uh, burst on that 54-yard run in the fourth quarter. That's the longest play from scrimmage by a Sun Devil this year. And, you know, Sean's a big back. He, he probably has the best variety of skills and uh, you know the thing he's best been known for when he has played is that he's easily the best pass protector among the Sun Devil backs but he's got size you know he showed he's got a little bit of a burst and uh, he credited the offensive line with uh, getting some holes for him uh, this past uh, Saturday and, and again you know Oregon State is not an easy team to run on so uh, uh, that was encouraging to see uh, Sean play like that and uh, I don't know if they'd say so publicly Kevin but I think privately Sean and the rest of the Sun Devils uh, may be licking their chops. When you look at Washington's stats, the, the Huskies are giving up. This this number staggers me, but they're giving up an average of 243 rushing yards per game. <laughs> so if a running game is ever going to get really better, then uh, this would seem to be the week that it would happen. Absolutely. Talking to Tim Healy, the voice of the Devils. You know his voice. You hear it. You hear it. Home run, Kyle Rowling. We have, we run that promo. I love it. I laugh. Um, the red zone efficiency. Dan Zeiger uh, alluded to it in his column today or his report today. And uh, is, is there any way 
to practice that, to shore that up? Is there any key? And is that lay on uh, Sean DeWitty as well, where you've got to get in the end zone rather than take field goals? I think the, a, a big key in the red zone is the ability to run the football. You know, if you can run the football, I think you can pound it in. When, when your running game has been as uh, uh, difficult to get going as the Sun Devils has been uh, all season long, you know, the, the field shrinks and condenses, you know, down inside the 20-yard line. And in the passing game, you, you just don't much – you don't have as much area to work with. And uh, I think, you know, that's a big key is uh, is just being able to, you know, run the football and pound it in. I think the teams that have great red zone success are probably teams that have very good established running games. So if, if the run game can uh, start to improve, as it showed signs of doing last week, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the red zone efficiency will also improve. And then it's just a matter of guys making plays. Uh, you know, Kerry Taylor, much to his credit, uh, I talked to Kerry at practice on Tuesday, and he basically pinned the entire loss on himself for dropping a sure touchdown pass in the end zone. You know, Kerry also have caught six passes. He was the leading receiver in the game, six passes, 80-some-odd uh, yards on Saturday, but he did drop a sure TD, and, and he, he said, hey, it's on me. If I make that play, we win the game. And, uh, you know, the coaches gave me an opportunity to make a play. I didn't do it, so I'll take the blame for this loss. And I think that's that's being a little bit too self-critical, but, you know, he was able to, you know, stand in the mirror and say, hey, th- 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 that's what coaches talk about. It sounds cliche when they say guys got to make plays, but that's exactly what they're talking about, you know. Uh, and I remember, I think, another play at some point where a sure interception was dropped, you know, here or there. You know, you, you just got to, you got to, you know, you got to catch that ball when it comes to you. And, uh, and seize your opportunities. So, Absolutely. Washington, I want to ask you one more football question and then get a quick basketball question because I know you're licking your chops a little bit for the first time in a long time, waiting for basketball season to start here. <laughs> but with Washington, you talked to, you alluded about this football team. There's reports up there. There's dissension on the team. When teammates are calling each other out, they call each other my guys, and yet there's dissension. Uh, Tyrone Willingham obviously on his way out the door. With all that having been said, they're still going to take the field. They're going to stand up. You said maybe ASU take them out of the game early. Does Washington, in fact, have enough talent as you looked at film or you looked broke down this team? Can they can they play? Can they compete? Can they still pull things together? Is it should we be concerned in the rain in a in a semi loud half full stadium? Uh, you know, I, I, I do think they've got some talent there. Um, I, I think that's probably one of the big reasons why Tyrone Willingham is out. He hasn't, you know, let's be honest, he hasn't really recruited well. I read a really interesting column in a Seattle paper last week uh, where the writer was basically saying he thinks that Willingham's recruiting downfall is that Tyrone is one of those coaches that probably does a great job recruiting the parents. You know, he has that overall demeanor that uh, parents really latch onto. You know, he comes across probably in many instances like like the the headmaster at a private school, you know, a very dignified, low-key man, interested in the academics of the players, interested in their development as people, and connects with the parents, but he probably doesn't connect as well with the uh, the athletes. And uh, and when you're as bad as Washington has gotten, I think you know you can't you you don't have to analyze too much. They probably just don't have good enough players or enough good players. And as I've been doing my research, you notice that a lot of the players, you know, that they have 
have on their team, whereas USC has, you know, fourth and fifth stringers that are parade All-Americans. Uh, you know, Washington has first stringers who were like, you know, super prep, second team All-Region, you know, that, wow. kind, of, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I mean, they do have some good players, and they, and they did get a couple of parade All-American recruits in their uh, recruiting class last year. But to give you an example, the Huskies only had one wide receiver uh, coming back this year from last year who had caught a pass in his career. <laughs> they had one uh, more than you. One uh, more. Yeah, yeah. They had four that had played, you know, they're using a lot of, uh, a lot, they're playing more true freshmen than Arizona state. They're playing 12 true freshmen. Uh, so obviously when a team is as down as they are, the talent level is down dramatically. Uh, do they have enough to spring it up? I mean, anything is always possible, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and the forecast is a 70% or actually I think I saw today 90% chance of rain and when they say rain it's not showers you get the impression it's going to be a day long you know uh, it's going to be day long rain and the sun devils are going to have to learn to play in this stuff but if uh, um you know, if they can avoid making mistakes, you would think that ASU certainly has the talent to uh, get the uh, end of you know to end their losing streak in this game coming up. Basketball just about ten days away, Mississippi and uh, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, excited about this team. A preseason accolades. They got everybody back. Some depth. It's an exciting time for you. Gearing for that as well. Quietly, privately, while you're still doing football. Yeah, in fact, it's kind of interesting you call me today because today is the day I'm, I'm going to take some time and start uh, doing my beginning my you know my prep for basketball season, and I may try to get out to basketball practice today before football practice starts. Uh, uh, but yeah, obviously, it's kind of weird, isn't it? How in the space of a few weeks, uh, ASU went from being a football to a basketball <laughs> school, and Arizona went from being a basketball school to a football school. But uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of excitement uh, relative to the Sun Devil uh, men's hoop team no question about it you know and i'm sure coach sendek would be the first to tell you that they've got a long way to go to get where he wants them to go you know they got a lot of work to do and i think will be a work in progress in the early part of the season i don't think fans should expect this team to come out against mississippi valley state next week and uh, and in the ensuing couple of games afterward and be like a machine it's going to take time but certainly the potential is there for a very exciting season and i was trying to remember kevin the last time i don't know if it's when it last happened when both a ASU men's and women's basketball teams were ranked in the preseason. You probably have to go way, way back. To I'm find thinking that. maybe jumping Joe Caldwell, but I don't even know then. I mean, I don't, yeah. know, if, I don't know if ever. We'll have to. Yeah. Look. Hey, how about Russ Pennell? I guess the music's playing, but uh, he's got a head coaching job. You, you took care of him, didn't you? Russ, uh, I tell you, what a great guy. He was a fabulous partner to work with. I wish him the best, except in the two games when they play the Sun Devils. And uh, unfortunately, he knows it's a one-year deal. This is basically Russ's one-year audition to hopefully land a permanent head coaching job next year. And uh, he's a great guy, and I hope it works out well form, as I said, other than those two times when the Devils and the Cats clash uh, uh, this coming season. Should have been his agent. Great Sun Devil Heat Index. Great stuff, Tim Healy. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Travel safe and be dry in Washington. We'll talk to you. All right, Kevin.